Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Blonde hair dye at the ready, gang. There's just two days to go. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, the 9th of June. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Luke Moore. Speaking of good looks, Olivier Giroud bagged a couple last night, but we'll come on to that. I thought you were going to say, speaking of good looks, it's great to have Jim here. <laughs> Done you a disservice there, Jim. Well, you know, you can't compete with Oli Giroud. No, true. Who can? No big, one. Big ol'. Not even Jim's yeah. glow up can compete with Oliver no. Giroud. I, I mean, re- even, even Giroud's own reflection is probably a little bit intimidated. How's the return <laughs> to the gym going for you, Jim? Uh, I have, I've not really done much of it, um, but... Be back there soon. Yeah. I've got a bit more time and my ribs don't hurt every time I move. The way you said that, be back there soon, is like you were speaking directly to the gym only. Yeah. <laughs> Saying, don't forget me. Don't, I, yeah. I Let forgot me about in. you. <laughs> Last time I tried to get in, my pass wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, you saw off that canal in the end, didn't you? Yeah. So, and, and Well, it's still going strong as I understand yeah. it. The Camilla's very much still there. Yeah. The canal remains undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> you should see it, though. It, look, it looks like it's had a chunk taken out of it. All right, and I, don't, I won't ask you about your gym plans. No, Luke. probably best not to. You've got a regime and everything. I, I can see that. I don't need Protein to... shakes at the ready. That's what you're drinking out of that. I don't need to blonde. Milan mug. I don't need to dye my hair either. It's all, it's all mm. blonde already. Ginger, isn't it? Phil Foden is leading the charge, though, down the old Gaza 96 route with his, with his aesthetic. Looks, looks 
good. Looks good. Would you like to see the whole England team do it? I think that to me, a bit I'll, gimmicky. That yeah, it? yeah. And I think he's also gone. Has he gone silver rather than blonde? I yeah. believe so. It looks silver, which That's I'm what we're aiming like. for. Yeah, up. no, yeah. Subconsciously, is he sending a sign? There? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because he said like it was just his own thing and he didn't expect everyone to compare it to, to Gaza, which may be a little bit naive. Uh, but now people are calling him the Stockport Gaza. Uh, and when you've been the Stockport Iniesta, it's like, yeah. are, you, are you happy with that? I mean, you probably want to stay as a Stockport Iniesta, do you not? Jesus maybe you Christ, probably the, the greatest player to ever, the most skillful player to ever play for yeah, England. But look, at the, look at the two careers. Yeah. And I'm I think, sorry, I won't have that. I think if he's been compared to both in quite a short amount of time at the age of 21, it's not bad going. Is yeah. it? I suppose so. It reminds me, speaking of silver and gold, it reminds me of my friend Lewis when I was a kid. Well, when we were kids, he wanted to dye his hair blonde. He had hair like your colour. And uh, so he, he did it in the bathroom of his house and we were all there waiting for him to get it done. And then halfway through the process, his older brother, because we were young, who was hard, came in. <laughs> And just kicked him out the bathroom. So I don't give a shit. Just wash it off. I need to use the bathroom. I'm going out later. Oh no! And it just went very yellowy gold. That's not. That idea, was that sun in era, wasn't it? I think. Do you remember? No, he went proper peroxide, oh, but he just didn't leave it in for long enough. Oh, right. And so it went. It went gold, and he, he was basically stuck with it. So Phil Foden could have done yeah. that. You don't see that happen to footballers, do you? To be fair, you don't. They obviously, they have access to very, very good. But is there something unsavoury about? A kind of older journalist who's about our age, Jim, asking like a 20 year old kid about dyeing his hair. It just seemed a bit tragic to me. <laughs> what, I, as if he was looking for tips? I didn't even know who the journalist was. It just seemed a bit like, uh, why, why are you asking him this? He's just changed his hair. Who it's cares? just like, you know. Well, journalism is sort of asking questions, isn't it's it? It's for jingoism, isn't it? It's just trying to get yeah, the mood up. It is asking questions, but it's not like you don't just go into like a, just ask any question you want. No, but it's, not... it's now you've got Gaza hair. Are we going to win the Euros like, yeah. we, like we didn't in 1996? <laughs> exactly right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gaza's got a verdict, not on the hairdo, as far as I know. He says, uh, Jack Grealish is good. I just wish he'd pull his fucking socks up. <laughs> Phil Foden is good too. He's going to be hot. An unexpected criticism from Gaza there, yeah. to be honest. I'm surprised he cares. I would th- think that Gaza would enjoy Grealish having his socks down, I think, as I think we all do. It's part of his charm, isn't it? I don't think that um, Jack Grealish can pull his socks up. I'd, I'd really like to get to the bottom of it. I'd like yeah. to get to the bottom of it for you sure. Think, you think the socks that haven't been built that can contain Jack Grealish's calves? Well, well footballers' socks are a, m- a bit more interesting than perhaps people would think because they don't wear the the overall sock that you you think they wear. So they cut them off at the ankle and mm. they wear true socks underneath and they just tape them. True socks. And, and then I think it's Carl Walker. That's what they're called. That's the brand. Uh, and Carl Walker. <laughs> Famously, I think it was Carl Walker cut holes in his socks yeah, to relieve really potential. Do his that, yeah. So maybe Jack Grish is just like that level above that. Just and can't, can't even yeah. pull them up at There's all. Not being a material invented that you, can handle you'd them. You think they'd be able to make bespoke ones? Yeah, but apparently they don't. But um, yeah, I mean, he, he just wants to shaft those impressive calves, does he not? It's fair enough. Yeah, he feels like they don't get enough coverage. Yeah, um, coverage. he should probably get. Bigger shin pads, though, given that he keeps getting injured in the shins. A yeah. lot of players. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Get in the way, I think. Right. I think that's what I think. That's what you could move into, though, consultancy, I reckon. I can see players really buying into your... Specifically on shin pads. Yeah. <laughs> your, your, get, get some. Your shin pad theories. Um, it's also 40, 42 years since Kevin Keegan, on, on the subject of, like, retro, retro shit, of Kevin Keegan releasing his single, if you remember it, Head Over Heels in Love. Mm. I tried to... I, I was seeing about the music video... Um, 
I don't. Was it a music that I was seventy nine? It was released, right? Was yeah. a music music. It's just him standing singing the song. Is that a music video? Is that what music videos were? Are you in, asking in the, what music in the seventies? Yeah. Have you seen it? It's just have, him standing yeah. really awkwardly, bobbing from side to side with his hair, with lots of weird video effects. Though, so it looks like there's a sort of an angel behind. Yeah, him. hang on. Are you asking two football <laughs> ramble veterans were those in a Kevin Keegan music video? <laughs> that is a piss take. That said, though, I don't know if he gets enough shit about this song. <laughs> there's so much other stuff. Of all the things, I thought it was. Do you know what? I like it. I think it's quaint. I think he's doing it. He clearly enjoys it. He's having a nice time. But, but do you that, think doesn't that... that apply to everything about Kevin Keegan, though? No, he was having a nice time when he, got, when he got assaulted in the airport of Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah, or the time when he fell asleep in his car and someone smashed into yeah, it. Yeah, he was having a nice yeah. time then. That's true. But the thing about this is, what actually it's like is he's, he's being a bit wild for a football... Like, he's doing a few moves... Like he's breaking out. I'm I'm jigging for the listener at home. Uh, he's doing a few moves to indicate that he is a bit wilder than your common or garden footballer, but he's still incredibly straight jacketed by yeah. the con- confines of masculinity of the era. So I, he's sort of like tense, but also expressive. It's a very interesting combination. I actually also think he might only be able to move to a certain degree so they can like, do the video effects around him. <laughs> yeah, right. Green screen also, was in its early stage. There was no absolute. I mean, because Kevin Keegan is essence quite a straight laced man I suppose I don't think he was constrained by the era because this is like 10 years post no. George Best yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Robin Friday was knocking about at this point so it can happen I know Kevin King is a much more higher profile than player than, than, than Robin Friday but I would love to have heard Robin Friday's album that would genuinely have been brilliant. Like a say, psychedelic lo- masterpiece. You'd love to hear Robin Friday's opinion on Kevin Keegan's song. <laughs> <laughs> as explosive. A lot of swearing in it. He would have done a shit in his kit, but it's not absolutely clear. One for a ramble on, perhaps. Yeah. There was some international football last night. Don't worry, everybody, if you're struggling to contain yourself by waiting for the Euros, which England are going to win. Uh, there was Hungary nil, Ireland nil. Actually, not a bad performance from, well, certainly from the Irish goalkeepers. So they swapped a half time. Um, Ireland not back in action until September, of course. Mm. Sad. They did nearly visit on Hungary, who are in the group of death. Um, Their first defeat in four. I I think um, if you are still excited about the prospect of international football starting on Friday, my advice would be to not go back and watch this game. No. No. Um, Fair. But it is sad. I know know it's like a cliche thing to say, but it is sad that Ireland aren't there. Hungary have been doing okay. It's the second Euros in a row they've qualified for. Mm. And... um, I actually think, you know, this this is a, going to come back to haunt me. And we've just glossed over the fact that Kate keep mention, keeps mentioning that England are going to win the Euros and she's going to be ridiculed for that at some point. So that's in the post. Maybe you can ridicule me for this. Please. I don't think Hungary are that bad. And I don't, I am, wouldn't be massively surprised given that certain groups three teams qualify for. I wouldn't be hugely surprised if we didn't see a little bit of an upset in that group. Mm. Okay. I think there's a reasonable chance. And I also think, I'll go one further than that while okay. we're on the subject. I wouldn't think it would be the worst thing in the world if England were to play potentially Germany in the second yeah. round. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a. I don't think I don't that's think your wildest game. But that the first one. So Group F, of course, is a is a group of death: Germany, France, Portugal, Hungary. Which so you're saying who doesn't make it? I don't think. Look, and again, you, I know that I was I was. Look. Oh, now there's facts. No, 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 <laughs> and no, detail. No. You can't really. But it's difficult to go into any tournament, isn't it? No matter what Germany look like and say, yeah. oh, I think they might have a struggle because they've got a tendency to make you look stupid. But even when they're about to go out, you don't feel like you can gloat about it till the final whistle, think, even if they're like 4-0 down. I think even <laughs> if they're out, I think even when they're out, yeah. I think it's still difficult psychologically yeah. for people of our age yeah. to go... Yes! Yeah. If I celebrate this, they'll get us next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They'll remember it. So I wonder whether if if there could be a bit of an upset. I think I think Portugal look very, very good. I think they'll be excellent. 
course, France are France. I wonder if Germany are the most vulnerable in that group. And mm. I think if England can start well, if they could get into a situation where they play Germany in the second round and beat them, that would be absolutely massive. Far oh, yeah. greater Amazing. than the sum of its parts as a single result. Yes. So I'd quite like that to happen. But me, you've just said, so wait, hang on, who, have, who are the team that Hungary are going to overtake in that group? There's two points you've here. You've cha- changed one your is, mind. One is I think there's a chance that Hungary could take advantage of Germany's weakness. If they don't, yeah. Germany, I'd like them to play England. Okay. It's two separate points mm. within the same group. Okay, so so you're saying France and Portugal are def- for you are definitely. I think they'd be. I think yeah. they'd be fine. But nailed on. Yeah. With or without having. To what play. do you think about Germany's prospects? Yeah, I, I I agree with you, and I think Hungary have been played down because of the group that they're in, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they've good, had a good run up to the tournament as well, with the exception of this turgid game yeah. um, last night but good stuff Ireland sorry not to see you there elsewhere last night also Spain's under 21s taking on Lithuania bit of a Covid situation basically mm. they just had to call up all of their youngsters <laughs> although in fun news connected to that what has to happen then is that the La Liga clubs you know you get a bonus if you represent your country Yeah. so all of these all of these players in La Liga uh, were getting their bonuses from making their senior debuts and people were not happy is La, La Liga that skint? Yeah, well, it's astonishing that there's this like league-wide fury about this if you listen to Lars on OTC talking about Real Madrid specifically when it comes to David Alaba I mean it's just I mean if those who haven't heard it yeah, it's amazing like, David Alaba didn't agree a contract extension with Bayern Munich because they were only offering him like 16 million euros a year which mm. apparently everyone knew about Real Madrid came and said we'll give you 25 million euros a year alright <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> why have you started there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just start at 16 and a half yeah you know, it's amazing with the ex- expectation he's going to talk you up a bit yeah. so I don't know I mean it could be fun news is it potentially going to bankrupt anyone hopefully not oh, probably not okay good point yeah because what you can do I is feel bad there. if this happens we'll give you X amount of money that'll never happen so the numbers are relevant it has happened happened yeah. yeah I mean Spain's under 21 to beat Lithuania 4-0 it's just worth, the 4-0 yeah. worth mentioning as well it's got to be annoying yeah I mean I, I, I was expecting to to look at this result and say oh yeah I bet I recognise who the goal scorers are and then I got really confused I was like oh right mm. of course that happened yeah well Brahim Diaz was, was in there wasn't he exactly, he was indeed I, I don't want to um, focus too much on this situation with Covid I know we can't be we can't be kind of in denial about it, but I would, I, as, I'm slightly below. It's not that kind of podcast. Kate on, yeah, I'm sl- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Depends who's on it, in my opinion. Uh, slightly below Kate's expectation and excitement around the t- tournament itself, but I don't really want to think about the fact that I, even though it's a very real prospect, that massive changes have to happen because of COVID, and it's a really hopefully not a chilling portent yeah. for what we could see later on this summer with what's happened with Spain. Uh, it'd be a real shame. Well, the senior squad are getting vaccinated. Today, so hopefully that will have a bit. How has that not already happened? <laughs> yeah. I've had mine. Pay for it. Pay yeah. for yeah. yourselves <laughs> and do it. To be fair, you are a bit older than most of the Spain true, squad. True. Um, Luis Enrique has called up a group of players, including Pablo Fornals and Kepa, as potential cover as a result of Sergio Busquets' positive test. They're going to train in a parallel bubble. Little, you know, like that game. What is it? Corporate where you stand in a bubble and you run around and play football. Zorbing. Zorbing. Yeah. Mm. It'll be a bit like that right, in my Hello, mind. fellow youngsters. <laughs> um, speaking of inspiring the youth, Marcelo Bielsa, did you see this? This is amazing. I, did I see absolutely this. love this. He, I don't know if it was fully set up or if he just happened to be wandering past, but he, uh, he was training a group of under 11s on Monday night. Mm. Uh, he told them that they needed to do a bit more murder ball. Yeah, apparently um, they were loving it. I mean, wouldn't you be? I think what, you've got I'm the legend. energy for Murderball, for hours of Murderball. I mean, I like think you 11. do if you're... Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's basically what f- football you want to play when you're 11. Mm. Yeah. You don't want the ball to go out of play. You exactly. want to run around as much as possible. Yeah, you don't want to play rugby, but no. this is the, you know, the, the 
Midpoint. No one really wants to play rugby. No, if they're honest so. with themselves. No. I think. Really? I'm quite like it. Okay. <laughs> People will not be surprised to hear that, yeah. Kate. Uh, yeah. The only person to so far in a pre-production meeting used the phrase Porter's Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Little glimpse behind the curtain there. Yeah. No, it'd be great because it'll be like the Porter's Lodge. <laughs> it's relatable stuff, yeah. isn't it? I've got nothing. I've got yeah. no comeback to that. A Leeds fan was watching this. This is how we know about it. Isn't it? And he was saying they're going to do Murder Ball for three hours and the kids just loved it. All right, hang it? on. What? Has this happened? Or is just there has a liar from the Leeds area no, I've seen the picture. just, just I was publicised worried. this story? I was worried that it was definitely him. Yeah. But it was. But why is someone on a long lens photographing under 11's football? God, is that even allowed? I hope they got mm. that signed off. The photo I saw was on a long lens. Right. That's all I'm saying. It's still suspicious. Just sounds like one of those kids from school, doesn't yeah. it? Someone oh, got my, com- my uncle's got a shark in his pond. Fuck off. But, we- <laughs> but what? My uncle's also got a copy on DVD of Karate Kid 5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's interesting in one level because it's. I did think to myself about a month or so ago what's Bielsa going to do yes. in the, on the off season? Presumably. Because of COVID restrictions, he can't go to just any game he wants. I imagine he will be able to go to a few to watch some potential new players or whatever. Mm. But he's going to be at a loose end and he's obsessed with the game. Mm. There's only so many VHS videos you can watch at home yeah. in, on a hot day. And Scouting. now we have the answer. Now we know. He's, he's tech, checking out the next generation of talent. Absolutely. Good on him. Yeah, lovely stuff. Uh, Olivier Giroud, as we mentioned earlier, he's now five goals away from matching Thierry Henry's all-time goal-scoring record for France. He got the second and third last night because Benzema went off injured after injured-ish. After yeah. 41 minutes. Which is interesting, isn't it? A bit of narrative between those two, because Benzema's made some pretty rude comments about Giroud in the past. And apparently they've, you know, they've buried that hatchet. Well, apparently, um, although the quote, did you see the quote? Uh, if we win the Euros, we will celebrate with a go-kart race. That was what he, that was what Benzema called Giroud, a yes. go-kart, right? Yeah, he said, so he's like, I'm a Ferrari, he's a go-kart. Yeah. So if they go on a, I mean, what? I guess if you've got a Ferrari in a go-kart, it still fundamentally moves like a, like a go-kart, doesn't it? Have you done metaphors before? <laughs> I, I, I checked out about three words into that sentence. You know where it was going. Yeah. You were back in the pool as well. Yeah, know. I couldn't really work it out. I can't really work it out. Sorry, Jim, you were going to say something. Yeah, I, I just I like the self-effacing humour of that from Giroud. He, he really, the man really can do everything, can't he? Yeah. So, Would you yeah. like to see him take the record from Henri? Because obviously, one Arsenal legend and another. Uh, I mean, you've obviously got the Chelsea connection with Giroud, which weirdly it's hard to resent him for that. I don't know. I'd be happy with it. For happy for both of them, really. Yeah. It would be it would be amazing for Giroud to do it, especially you know people have compared him to Stefan Givash in the past as well, yeah. and he's become you know there's this idea that he's you know he's not actually that good, but you know as we've said many times, he's highlight reel. Oh yeah, in, that- in you know future football historians looking at YouTube will yeah. think, wow, this guy was incredible. Some of the stuff he did, but for some reason people discount it. And but, I thought, so yeah, no, I would like him to do it. I would too. Good on and him. And I think that but there's a generation of football fans uh, a lot younger than us who, who you know, listening to the show now, who probably won't reasonably remember you as anything other than someone who just comes off the bench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because for what, five years, really? Yeah. Maybe longer. I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, he did, he did used to miss a lot of pretty simple chances, which also gets forgotten. Yeah, that's and I think, true. like, the, he's been very well used by everyone now. You get the best out of him in this in this cameo situation. And there's also an, uh, an argument to be made that he's sort of that, like, self-effacing quality. You know, he has been, like, a servant for teams and, yeah. and not kicking up a stink. Happy to play that role. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, I, I know I've said this before, but it bears repeating. Absolutely pivotal in France's World Cup win three years ago. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, his, his, his most recent pedigree, although it was obviously 
three years older, three years down the line. Um, what is he now? Thirty-four. He he really did make a huge difference to France in World Cup 2018. I'm sure everyone remembers it, but it does bear repeating. So you'd be foolish to write it off him having yet another pivotal role here because he he's got a lot about him, particularly in that France squad that they don't really have anywhere else. Yeah, and I do think it's a shame for Benzema um, getting um, picking up that injury. I don't think it's a serious one though, is it? Don't believe well, so. He's no, he's five years we'll out. Keep him out. Five right. years out of international football. Um, I know there's been a lot of stuff going on off the pitch, but in terms of the football side. He's been such an amazing player at such a top level for such a long time. But it's a really interesting question about the, you know, the impact on the dressing room getting Benzema back in. Yeah. Um, all about go karts these days, though. So it's all just friends again. I mean, in French terms... person gets sense of humour. There's your headline. That's your Giroud headline. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi, listeners. You were top pretty. You were top pretty. Only about England. All she was talking about earlier was England. I don't. My the thing about my support of England is it's not at the expense of everybody else. I don't have to crush people in order to love England. That's modern. But you want England to crush. You want England to crush mm. people. All comers. Or just I want us to just play beautiful football and ultimately win. Modern nationalism. Well, I don't want a lot. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm a modern nationalist. That that's not as good as you think it is. In the story of uh, unlikely friendships, Gareth Benzema might be sharing the dressing room with Luis Suarez for a few months. Have you seen this? Real Madrid might have to ask Atletico if they can play at the Wonder for the start of next season. Bernabeu. Not ready in time. I really hope that all of the negotiations for this, if it ever happens, which I'm sure it won't, I just put the Simeone. Yeah. It's just he deals with the whole thing and it's in person. And it's great. It makes and it what even, do I get out of it? It makes it even better that they're reigning champions as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's perfect. Oh, Ramon, me and are on the phone. What can they possibly want? How can this get any worse for them? Frontino oh. Perez, cap in hand. Yeah, right, exactly. Please, we please gave can you help us out? We gave well, please. Please. David Alaba. Oh, if, we, if you don't do this, football will die. Yeah. <laughs> David Alaba's taking the shirt off my fucking back. Yeah. <laughs> do me a favour. We're skint, so football's going to die. They're not the same thing, Florence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do it for the city of Madrid. <laughs> one more uh, result, one more key result to let you guys know about. Uh, Gus Hiddings, Curacao have advanced to the second round of World Cup qualifying with a nil-nil draw, another classic, against Guatemala last night. Is that the definition of Marcus's lovely old job? Oh, come Isn't on. It? That's, I mean, you, the stage of your career you are with your Gus Hiddink, you're loving that. Yeah. You're absolutely lo- He's probably been there about a year already. He must have been there. I remember when it got announced and when it got confirmed. Um, but they have got a couple of, not particularly not household names, but quite well-known players. Leandro Bacuna plays for them. Yeah. Yes. Um, Kuka Martina plays for them. But ultimately, he's just going over there and saying, look, whatever happens, here's a bonus. Yeah. It's the football equivalent of getting the acting gig in um, Death in Paradise. Isn't yes. It? You know what I mean? Very it's much like, so. Yeah, I'll go and do that. Yeah, very much so. Absolutely. Right. I need to get to a break so I can look that up. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> in a minute. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bernie Katz was fun, he was kind. When he walked in, the room just lit up. And there was something magical about this young man that just had a glint in his eye, that didn't give a shit about anything, but loved everything. My first impressions were of a huge, vibrant and outgoing personality, all hugs, grins, extravagant language and wild attire. Always in a leopard skin jacket, whirling around like a windmill. And actually the character, I don't know if those people exist anymore. They're sort of dying out. Everything's changed. It is a bank holiday weekend in London, the late summer of 2017. The streets around Kentish Town, just north of the city and halfway towards Hampstead Heath, are unusually quiet. That evening, in a small, converted flat, just a 15-minute bus ride from King's Cross Station, Bernie Katz, pocket-sized and long-standing front-of-house manager of London's Grouch Show Club, is found dead by his landlord. I said to him, what happened? You know, and he said, we are not talking about it. And yes, there have been the rumors we've all heard. I mean, what did I hear specifically that he was murdered? The relationship with his father was so toxic. He hated the idea that his son was gay. His right. dad was a proper gangster. Bernie came down, there was a car far from. Guy blows his dad's head off. They were all part of the same fetid, seething, self-referential, Nestor Vipers, I think, gradually become. Was Bernie depressive? I think yes. When alone, a condition he rarely sought, he had demons that flew about his head. I get a call from Bernie and he is in £20,000 of the debt with the Albanian gangsters in Soho. We all collected and paid the debt. The way that the Albanians operate is very, very peculiar because they did not operate like any other mafia in Europe. I've never been able to establish exactly what happened and why, but whatever it was, it was so wrong. Bernie, who killed the Prince of Soho? Listen now. A Stack production, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm quite a placid guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, took me by surprise as it would presumably take anybody by yeah. surprise who's in the room with that welcome back to the football ramble I think he is a placid guy I think the misconception is that he isn't he is a plastic guy, but when it goes wrong, mm. it's going wrong in a bad way. Absolutely. I think you could probably spend three hours with Roy Keane and not, him not saying a word. Yeah. That makes him quite placid. Is he not just simmering? Is it not just like a volcano? I guess one man's simmer is another man's placid. placid. Okay. Yeah. And he, have you he, seen all this stuff about people being late? For, I mean, it was in this new Micah Richards thing brilliant. that they're doing, yeah. the, the road trip. Uh, yeah, we do, you don't be late for Roy Keane. That's what I've learned from that. He and is, also the dressing room Man United story. He is genuinely like that, I think. I don't think he's that good an actor. 
No. I mean, I know there's probably a little bit of an element of playing up to the camera and all the rest of it, but I, he's not that good an actor. I mean, he obviously no. is annoyed about stuff. If he was, if he was the character he's made out to be, he like he'd have knocked Michael Richards' head off by now. <laughs> Do you know what no, I mean? That's episode like, four. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about that clip is that's so good is that Mikey Rich is like the first bit of it and he's pretty much crying with laughter. Like, I yeah, don't yeah. think that's fake. You can see he's oh, no, yeah, tears it, yeah. in he his eyes yeah. uh, crying with laughter. Right, let's uh, let's hear what you've been digging through this week. Here's this. Anthem of the summer, that. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Rick Astley vibes. Yeah, huge. Mm. Uh, I thought we were going to get another one that had a third key change. I'm a bit annoyed, actually. Yeah, so get on that. <laughs> Paul Stavely, get get working. So we want them to be longer. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> we still want the trance metal one as well. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Peace has been in touch. He says, I'm sure that Marcus has already seen it, but have you seen Sven's interview on Sky News today where Lembit Opit <laughs> kept calling him? I have. This was amazing. <laughs> um, I might potentially have a little bit of insight into that. Or is it is an, that true, some though? sort of incongruous shaggers club? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't God. know that. But what I do know is that uh, I worked on. I worked at a place oh, ages ago who you that used Lemba Opic for an event, mm. right? And so as a result, we had to deal with him a few times. I would not at all be surprised if Lembit has seen him on TV and called him on purpose. Wow, that's what I think. Wow, just get his name back out there. Get in touch, Lembit. Write to reply. I reckon he called him. I reckon he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Did you see what he said afterwards? It came it, out instantly. In the suspicious. Yeah, his like whatever his pre- PR quote subsequently was his like worst ever football crossover chat. He said, "I can only apologise to Sven oh, yeah. for gate crashing his Sky interview." Exclamation mark. Let's hope England don't end up as offside as I did yeah, this I morning. Oh, God. When you're using an offside oh. uh, metaphor, you're basically advertising that you don't know anything about the year. Is he about to promote his his new single that's aiming yeah. to become like the, the England anthem for the Euros? Yeah, uh, seems the sort of thing. We got a happen. really good email from Laurie Illingworth as well. He says, "Hope." Well, you're all well and looking forward to England battering Croatia on Sunday. Yes. Oh, man after my own heart. To get in the mood for the occasion, I had a browse back on the pod that you recorded in the aftermath of the Iceland game in 2016. Oh, one of these. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Here's <laughs> some stuff you said five years ago. He says Great. it was a very enjoyable listen and produced some absolutely wonderful in hindsight quotes. I've listed a few of my favourites below. This is a really good commitment, Laurie. It's a scandal that Danny Drinkwater wasn't picked for the squad. That's a Luke one. Yeah, I don't understand. What's wrong with that? They won the yeah. they won the fucking Premier League at the time. Yeah. I don't think that's that unreasonable. All right, we'll be, I think there's a build to this. Email. Okay, fine. Joe Hart is our only world class player, says Marcus. Euro 96 yeah. genuinely might be as good as it gets in our lifetime. Well, that's, that's, I mean, a little mournful one from Jim there. That's, yeah. that's, that's, I don't think that's unreasonable that's even typi- now. That's typically Jim. That's Eeyore. <laughs> but it is, I mean, World Cup 2018, equivalent semi-final, but it wasn't home, so yeah. possibly not as big a moment. So I, don't think, I think that stood up fairly well. All right. You think that one stood up to the test of time. How about these? Because, uh, of course, this marks the end of 
poor old Roy, yeah. Roy Hodgson. Uh, let's get in Sam Allardyce, who's good with crap teams, by the way, and get some half-decent Premier League players who'll fit into the system and do the job. Who do you think said that? Hopefully that's... not me. <laughs> Marcus. Oh, yeah. thank God for that. But at the time, though, that, that is... I mean, if Marcus is that demoralised, <laughs> yeah. it shows you how like yeah, sickening tough, that defeat was. I, I was coming from the selfish point of view of think of the positions I've taken on Sam Allardyce recently. <laughs> I was really hoping that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> and last of all, from you, Jim, Gareth Southgate would be a very, very odd choice. He got us to a World Cup semi-final and I would yeah. argue that that is odd. That's so <laughs> true. Good choice of words. Stands up. It's almost like you knew this was going to happen. <laughs> well, well, done. Done. well done, Jim. And uh, yeah, anyone who, uh, else who wants to analyse our past performances on the pod, yeah. you're always welcome. Or stick around because this summer the takes will be as weird. Yeah, mm. it's true. It's worth sticking around, yeah. Flaming yeah, it's worth takes. sticking around and send them in. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble. We're going to talk a little bit more about Gareth Southgate, actually, if, who seems to have won Jim round by this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Yeah, has he, has he made you whole again? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I was I was enjoying the fact that he really didn't seem to want the job mm. at the time when it all happened. And I think it's like politicians, isn't it? You should only politicians should be exclusively people who don't want to be politicians. Is this how we I should elect the next England manager? Yes, elect. Just force someone it's to do elected. It. <laughs> well, maybe that's, should we should be. look at that. Well, Southgate what? is certainly. Turning... Have you seen some England fans? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> you, you care for what you wish yeah, for, mate. No, is what right. I'm saying. Let's strike that from the record. Southgate <laughs> is certainly turning the position into the statesman role that mm. it perhaps hasn't been for many years. Um, I'm sure you guys have read in detail, as lots of people listening will have done, Gareth Southgate's letter to England fans. If you haven't already, give it a read. Um, it's kind of an incredible piece of work, really, because it sets out his idea of not just the identity of the England team, but also just England as a nation, yeah. the idea of Englishness um, and the impact on that players can have on society. Of course, there's some reference, you know, in doing this, he's trying, again, he's explaining and talking about the role within society that the England players play and with reference, presumably also to, to taking the knee and things like this. Um, I understand that on this island, we have a desire to protect our values and traditions, as we should, but that shouldn't come at the expense of introspection and progress. Yeah. What do you make of it, Luke? Uh, I, I really enjoyed the letter. Uh, I also enjoyed the interesting um, sort of sort of related piece that was in well unrelated in terms of it was in the BBC but it was kind of talking about how he's built the culture and how mm. he, what his style is and the original letter you're talking about was in the did you say it was in the Players, Players Tribune, Tribune so yeah. Ben Haynes and the team there do an amazing job getting amazing brilliant access yeah, like, to, fantastic. to fantastic names in the game so it was another one of those um I agree with everything he wrote, to be honest. I think he's he's absolutely spot on. He's pitched it well as 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 usual. And I think that really cuts to the heart of what Southgate's all about. He's very, very good at judging the mood and essentially linking players, media, fans, and getting everyone obviously with the obvious exception of, you know, morons, getting the obvious exception out out the way of, of linking this and, and, and building it around culture. Mm. What he's been able to do, I think, is take influence from all these different places, top level management outside of football, other sports, um, different areas that are not necessarily that close to football, but related to it in some way. And and having a consistent idea of what he wants from the things he's, he's overseeing. And I think it's a really good job of getting that kind of culture across. And even if you... You, you probably wouldn't be able to get away with something that Gareth Southgate is the best manager in the Euros or something no. on, on terms of things achieved and of, and of, of, of record. But I'm, I wouldn't like anyone else to manage England. I think he's, I think he's um, done a really, really great job and he's made us proud. And picking up on something you said, Kate, at the start, you know, it used to be known as the second toughest job in England, the England manager. It used to be a proper statesman-like position. 
and um, it's not been that for a while. And it is that again now, I feel. And that, obviously that will be f- further either burnished or reduced by whoever follows him in the job. But for now, he has restored it to a really, really impressive position. And I'm really proud that he's done it. And I'm really happy to support him in the team. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I think, as you've touched on, Luke, what's really intriguing about Southgate and I hope is now the, the blueprint for, for modern international managers is exactly what you're talking about, how he's looking at management techniques from other sports, from other industries, um, and it's about more than being a proper football man now, mm. you know, and he, he's uh, he's understood that responsibility. I think part of it comes from the fact that he's been working with England since 2013, is it, when yeah. he took over the under-21s, or but even perhaps he had a job there before that. I forget the exact career route that he's been on. And that is so important now when you look at the divisions we have in society and how much crap he's had to deal with that relates to that, that isn't really part of a football manager's job, but is part of an international football manager's job. Yeah. Because as you say, it does have this quite state, statesman-like role. And the restoration of that has been, has been necessary. You know, there's, yeah. you know, Sven didn't have to do that. Capello didn't have to do that. Well, any manager you, you, you name, things were maybe a little bit less turbulent in society. So it didn't really come up in the same way. Um, or if it did, they kind of ignored it. And Southgate has really, really taken that on. And creating that unity is why this England team is such an appealing team to support and to watch. But also, you get players absolutely clambering to be there. Mm. And that had started to drop off. You know, the players looking at the World Cup in 2018, they must all have been like, you know what, I want a part of this. Look at Jesse Lingard's reaction to having a chance to get him back in there. Mm. I think that must have been part of the motivation of his, his form this season and apparently he gets the players to, to get to know each other properly and truly in a way that you know they actually they feel like a team they have a bond and especially when you've got players coming from competing clubs mm-hmm. and at the time at, at, at present there are so many factions from clubs in there where those clubs are doing really well and they're competing really really yeah. hard and knitting All these people that have together just come from the Champions League final exactly. for starters yeah. I mean he said as well previously getting you know getting getting Spurs players and the Liverpool players to to you know to gel after one that was really happy, one that was really disappointed after Champions League was quite difficult. But now he's taken the experience of that with, with the City and the Chelsea players and, and he'll have learned from it. And it's uh, it's, it's inspirational, isn't it? it he, really also, is. he also um, <clears throat> is modern enough to understand the pressures that are on players, even though he's in his 50s or whatever. And he also trusts the players to be adults. Yeah. If you look, at, if you look back at like 2010 or, or whatever it was, the kind of, infantilization of players. Oh, they want to go and play golf. Oh, they want to go shopping with their wives. Oh, they should have their wives at this point and then their wives go home. It's almost essentially reducing the people involved to children and saying that they can't be trusted. But what Southgate's also been able to do is bring different players through to, to be get used to the media, understand that they don't have to shy away from social issues that are important to them. And I, I imagine a lot of thought gone into that as well. And it's impossible to imagine, stick the boot on anyone else, anyone else unnecessarily, but like, if you look at the shortlist of managers, I think actually, to be fair, when the shortlist was put together for Southgate, it was Wenger and Howe and Southgate. Yeah. So a bit of a different kettle of fish. But these old guys who always kind of chuck their hats into the ring, Allardyce, who obviously got the job for a little bit, Alan Pardew was always talking about it. You know, even someone like Kerbishley back in the day, he's a nice yeah. fella, but, you know... Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp. It's impossible to imagine them navigating the modern times that we live yeah. in. Well, they in wouldn't the way- try. They would, they would check out and, of it. They would completely the, check out. The FA is structured that like, it wouldn't matter. They, they wouldn't would be check pushing out of it, them for sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about you guys. I, I, found it, I found it pretty moving as a read, to be honest, because mm, yeah. I think that the way you mentioned Luke as well, how it's structured and it's, it's well put together, you know, the, the way he takes it from, it's an obvious thing to do, perhaps to tie himself, t- 
to all of us out there being fans watching the game on the telly, you know, imagining being able to be a part of that. And all of these people, the 1,200 men who've represented England, that's all there are, he points out. You know, these people are actually living their dream and, and showing how much of a, they value that. Yes. And then talking about the kind of values and what, what Englishness, you know, means to him and, and why he's proud to represent England. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I feel yeah. like I could get choked yeah. up just trying to talk about it, to I, be honest. I do think as well, is that even if England have a terrible showing at the Euros for, for whatever reason, everything goes wrong, we lose every game even. Judas. I think all, I think all of this stuff is will, will not suddenly become irrelevant because no, he has changed the culture. Because it's universal. Yeah. Because it has to be able to sustain itself through positive and negative results. If, mm. yeah, and, and that kind of feeds into the idea of the position he's taken on the, the knee, for example. Right, The knee is there to support equality and justice for non-white people in England. Right, If you look at the polling for whatever you care about polling, like you govern people like that, the the support for that is overwhelmingly positive. Mm. The people who are against it are yesterday's people, yeah. are people who are raging against the dying of the light and society is moving in the current direction. I think Gareth even says that in it's the letter. It's very comforting yeah. the way he puts I think. He, yeah. he, says Actually, he says, I have some bad news. You're on the losing side. It's clear to me that we're heading for a much more tolerant and understanding society. And even just by saying that, even by putting yeah. that out, I felt, you know, having, because we talked so much about the knee and all, and all of the kind of People with louder voices than we would want, probably, because they might be in the stadium, even if lots of people at home are, are, are supportive of this or or have progressive views, blah, 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 blah. Um, a lot of the people who write into us at the Ramble, of course, we know. Yeah. Um, but the point being that him, someone in that position, stating these values, saying that, it almost makes it feel truer. And that's why it makes him a statesman, because you've mm. got to be able to show leadership and say, this is the right thing to be doing. And if you, like I say, I mean, I know the guys did a bit on this earlier in the week, but, so, but very briefly... It has to be, you have to remind everyone because I, I sometimes feel like, I mean, I passionately support obviously the equality and I support the knee and all that stuff. But you can be seduced into thinking, oh, because a load of 5,000 people boo it, that everyone's against it and oh, yeah. you're out of touch because you live in London and you're liberal and all the rest of it. That's not true. It's really important to stress that if the support of Black Lives Matter and the most recent YouGov poll was 47%, the, against it was 29%. That's a that's an 18% difference. That's a, if you put that in political terms, that's a fucking landslide. Yeah. So broadly speaking, people support it. And so we have to understand that that's the case and we should also reward Gareth Southgate and, and applaud him for for taking that stand in what's actually not an easy thing to do given mm. what some football fans can be like. So good on him. And with so many hurdles to have overcome as well in the time that he's had in, uh, in charge, one of the most impressive things that we're now reaping the benefits of with the feeling that we all have going into this tournament about stuff both on the pitch and off the pitch is he's given England an identity again. And they had lost that. Yeah, 100%. It, it got to the yes. point where no one wanted a yeah. job as, as, as manager. You know, players didn't seem that bothered to be playing for England. Fans were frustrated. You, you went into a tournament not dreading it, but knowing that realistically it was going to be drab. I, I, the only thing I'll depart from you on is the, is the idea that players didn't want to do it. I don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't think they enjoyed it as much as they do now. But I've never met an ex-pro who's played for England what, from whatever generation who wasn't super proud. Um, and um, I just think perhaps it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a drag because of all the stuff that comes along with it. But I, I guess maybe when the performances are that bad, it's easy to extrapolate. Should we do the national anthem now or later? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, quick subject um, to touch on as well with regards to the FA. They've just appointed their new chair called Debbie Hewitt. She is, you will have noticed, a woman that featured heavily in all of the information that was put out about it. She's the first ever female head of the FA in its 157-year history. Um, 
which you know I think is an uh, there's a to some degree an important symbolic thing that it is someone female given that that's a, a uh, an organisation that banned women from playing football between 1921 and 1971. Um, I don't know a lot about Debbie Hewitt. She seems to have a lot of non-exec director roles. She's obviously a you know a good, hardworking citizen. She's got an MBE. She's clearly a very impressive business person. In this, I don't know. In the statement, she. You guys say some stuff. She's a woman. Okay, cool. I, I just don't know that that's necessarily... I, I feel like they're trying to get quite a lot of like credit for... for well, it's a boys club. It's an absolute boys club. For appointing a woman. Yeah. She's like, in her statement, she's like, oh, I've long been a passionate supporter of football. I've dug around. I can't see any of... Like, okay. Right. I think the angle to come at it from is that the, largely speaking, the people who have preceded her in this role have been poor. Mm. So, you know, you can go back through... I would say, in my time, yeah. go back to the handling of the inception of the Premier League and how much power that they ceded, go through to the debacle that was the Wembley Stadium situation where I think someone whose name escapes me resigned over it, and I know for a fact that it almost bankrupted the FA, it was yeah. so badly botched, bring it all the way through to Greg Clark, who embarrassed himself over and over again and was clearly out of his depth for the job. We would hope, first and foremost that Debbie Hewitt is the best person for the job and can actually improve on that quite poor yeah. record. Mm. That was what I'd be looking for first and foremost. But ultimately, if you're, if you're looking for people who have done this job well in the past, you're going to be looking for a while. So um, let's at least understand okay. that the bar is already very low yeah. for this role in the first place, with some exceptions. And I, I, I don't want to be completely you know, blanket about off, it. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, it's not been great. Um, I think the FA have... I mean, I could say they lost their way, but to be honest, they lost, in my opinion, they lost their way a long time ago. <laughs> well, yeah. that 1921 ruling was pretty poor yeah. from where I'm sitting, yeah. and I don't think it's improved much since. They've lost their way so much, they're in that maze at the end of The Shining. <laughs> yes. That's how much they've lost their way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would have just liked to have seen a bit more about, like, what, you know, they said she was appointed unanimously. Great. I would just have liked to see, you know, two or three bits about what she'd like to see happen mm. to the FA specific, you know, just something to get behind, some sort yeah. of manifesto to be put out. Because, like, oh, look, we've done a woman... That doesn't really, yeah, but, that doesn't really but, get my vote. But to be fair, what we need to do... She's got the same sort of background as Greg Clark, you know, all but, that non-exec stuff running business. But it's early, right? So yeah, it was announced course. yesterday. So hopefully we'll see some kind of agenda or manifesto put out by the team or by her leading the team. And then we'll see what happens and we'll judge it on its merits. That's the right thing to do. The fact that she's a woman and she is the first woman in 157 years is of note. Mm. It's fair enough. People are going to pick up on that. Newspapers are going to do their thing. We talked about journalists earlier. They're going to pick up on that angle. She's got to be judging her merits. Let's see what she's planned to do and let's see how she can do it. Unfortunately, how how this is a complete other debate, I suppose, but how much power do the FA actually have in modern yeah. football? That's a conversation probably yeah. for another time, but the implication is clear. Well, obviously as well, though, I mean, whenever they've had, whenever they've come up against something that effectively requ requires being dealt with in an adult way, you look at the Ennio Luco situation, mm -hmm. they just, just messed it up completely. I didn't so, even mention that. So I didn't even hoping, mention the Mark Sampson we're thing. We're hoping yeah. that she's an adult. That is exactly, our main that she is gender aside. That she's qualified <laughs> we got a grown up person to deal this? with difficult, complicated yeah, okay. adult situations with you, which if you are in in charge of a huge organisation like that, you inevitably will. Well, uh, that if, doesn't seem to have been a job requirement before. No, <laughs> if, if I'm going into a new high profile job and my predecessor has been busted for using racially insensitive language in front of the digital Not even culture media and sports select yeah. committee. Like public. Yeah. He was yeah. just like doing it in his public appearance. He thought he was doing yeah. the right yeah. thing. After, Bless him. After having failed 
spectacularly to deal with those exact issues in the past. Yeah. Let's not forget. But he thought he Learned was, he was proud. He was proud. He thought he was like onto something. Let's uh, see what we get. Yeah, let's, let's talk. Uh, speaking about leading the charge, Luke, and and being a grown up, and yeah. I think we've got a game. Speak, speaking of people who might well have embarrassed themselves as international managers, it's time for this. Barton might have gone, Ouch. and Chavino did. Why Barton? Well, because he grabbed him by the throat. <laughs> well, I just thought that uh, firstly the guys dived. Here we go. Imagine that in a post-match after England lose to Croatia. <laughs> um, right, it's time for Play Your Pards Right. That jingle can only mean one thing. Jim and Kate are going to have to work together to play Play Your Pards Right, see if they can improve on the best score so far since we've been doing this game. Can you stop bringing him up? It makes me feel intimidated play and it, it makes me play worse. Seven players, both involving Andy Brassel. Yeah. Uh, once on his own, once with Jules, I believe. Um, but he was certainly involved. Uh, you guys first need to pick a number between one and five. We were bad last time, and I. Th- who chose last time? Do you remember? That would have had nothing to do with it. Let's one, <laughs> one, chosen one. one. Okay, fine. For the number, for the tiering at which we're going to finish at the Euros. With all the numbers, had an insight. It's very pained. All the, all the, uh, all the numbers to that. I know. Tiering. <laughs> I know. For the ranking, Jim. I cannot be clear enough. She's lost her mind. Um, it may work in her favour in this game. It may not. Um, all the numbers have an international flavour this week. Number one you've chosen. Number one corresponds to international caps. Nice. International caps. So nice broad one uh, t- today. We start, as always, with our man, Alan Pardew, who at the time of recording, and the, you know, unlikely to be improved upon at this point, has zero caps for his country, which would have been England. It's a deep yeah. shame. Um, zero caps for England, uh, Alan Pardew. Your first player, higher or lower than zero, is your friend and mine. Nice to see the fans, home fans booing you, or the England fans booing you. Wayne Rooney. Higher. Yeah. You're going higher. We are going we higher. We are going higher. Okay. Can either of you remember how many he's got? It would have been, he'd have been in the 100 club, wouldn't he, easily? I'm going to well, go sold, like 117. Scored that many goals, hasn't he? A nice round 120. Is nice. Yeah. 120. 120, so. okay. There That's we go. So you've got one. Plenty. Got my thumb up for one. Um, player number two, higher or lower than 120, is Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore. That's quite a tough one, isn't it? Because teams didn't play as many games back then. No, he's then. lower, surely. Yeah, surely lower. Well, because yeah. wasn't Wayne Rooney then? Jim has shown definitely a definite desire to confer, and Kate has rejected that. Yeah. It's lower. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go lower? But I think she's right. Yeah. Also, okay. That's correct. 108. Oh, Bobby. wow. Legend of the game, of course. Confidence. Arguably. Oh, this is it. Luke, Luke sat me down and said, more confidence. Yeah. Right. So that's what I was trying to exhibit there. Confidence is the key to In everything. the game playing, yeah. not generally. That's, actually, that's also the name of your um, your self-improvement yeah. coaching yeah. Uh, course. I do a lot of it? stuff with Tony Robbins. Yeah. yeah. Confidence is the key to everything. Yeah. Um, I don't do some of that stuff with Tony Robbins, by the way. It's not absolutely clear. Um, player number three, 108 caps for Bobby Moore. High or lower? Jim, you love him. Yeah, I don't think you think he's that good at his job, though. And you've got constant opinions about his hairline. It's Pep Guardiola. <laughs> How many international caps did Pep Guardiola get? Was it higher or lower than 108? I think that's going to be lower than that. All right, then. Great player. Confidence. Uh, fantastic player, yeah. but um, Confidence from this lad. We're leading with confidence today. Would Pep have... I mean... It's hard when it gets. I, I feel long. like it's, you're doing. This is a. I feel like this category is hard when you get to players outside of England because yeah, it can because easily you, pass you by. Completely, yeah. yeah. You're not necessarily so. Nevertheless, I'm going to get an answer from you. I reckon. Or, and you? I don't. What do you think? I'm leaning to lower than 108. What Luke says is true. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't help you though. <laughs> no. Um, 
There'll be some people screaming at their I, yeah. I, I mean, well, That's weak from us, isn't it? Not the, to be sure. Part of the dream team had a fairly long career. It could Shit, be higher. Yeah. could be higher. I don't know when Pep Guardiola started playing for Spain. That's the problem. That is that is the gap. They need to push you for an answer. Higher or lower? What are your thoughts? I just, I'm, my, I'm blanked by not wanting to lose. Let's, so. let's go lower. You, we don't know. I'll go, yeah. Lower? Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. Hey. Wow, we really did some soul searching on that. How many was You'll it? You'll kick yourself. 47. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. What a player he was. 47 caps. Yeah, 47 caps for, for Spain. What a, what a player, what a manager. <laughs> okay, player number four. Higher or lower than 47. He's missed out this time around. But um, we all, I think we all like him, even though we all have to very much acknowledge a, a serious drop-off in form. How Robson Carney? It's Eric Dyer. <laughs> Eric Dyer. <laughs> Eric Dyer more than 47. Lower than 47. one. I mean, he's played lower. a few tournaments. You think lower than 47? Yeah, I think lower. I think it's going to be really tight. I think it... Oh, you don't, I mean, you it, don't agree. I think it's, it's going to be tight, but I need Eric Dyer to have had fewer international caps than Pep Guardiola. I know what you mean. So let's, it feels like it should be a universal truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to go lower? Yeah. Four in the bag, although you're right to say it's close. You were perhaps a bit overconfident there, Kate. Jim was foot spot on because he's got 45. So, so wow. what level? Oh, bloody hell. Okay. Close, yeah. 45. <laughs> My bad. So you've got four players so far. Your next player, higher or lower than 45, is another one of your favourites, Jim. Um, William. William. <laughs> More than 45 caps. No, I said higher or lower. Higher or lower. I haven't said Sorry, anything. Sorry, higher or lower. Yeah. Oh, was that a giveaway? It's a tough one because Brazil cycle through players a lot, don't they? So you might not play for your team for that long. Again, on the subject of universal truth, feels like... Hmm. William was trusted for Brazil for a long time and I think he might have played at an Olympics for them as well. So I reckon that might be higher. Again, I think it might be tight. Kate, do you you, uh, It just seems like an outrage that he would have more than Pep. I guess he might be on 46. Um, all right, let's go higher. Yeah. So you want to go higher than 45 caps won by Eric Oh, Dyer. God, I don't, he's doing that thing higher where it sounds to me like he's questioning it. No, hey. he's not. Well, 70 for William. Finally, you come good for me, mate. <laughs> 70 for William. He scored a goal. Yeah. I imagine Seven, 70? Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine seeing him this season, there's plenty more to come. Right. <laughs> higher or lower, player number six. You've got five. This is good going. Thanks, mate. Higher or lower than 70. Another one of Jim's faves, uh, Meza Ozil. That'll be higher than 70 caps, surely. He played for, for Germany for a long time. Yeah, but then he biffed Broke himself through off when he was quite, young. Quite early doors. Yeah. Well, I don't know how early doors was it. Because well, I he mean, counted himself out after the... But they, they'd won the World Cup by then in Brazil. He played in the World Cup in Germany a lot. Okay. Uh, he might have... He might have been in and out for international squads for friendlies and things. I can't really I think remember. Less. You think it's fewer than 70? Yeah. For Ozil. You don't, clearly. I think it's higher. Yeah, I think it'd be higher than 70. Oh, Need a consensus from we're you guys. A, we're in a moment. Depends how confident Kate wants to be, because if she wants yeah. to hit her advantage home, she will boss you into the corner. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be sensible to go with my suggestion, just for, you know, you being right. well, you if, being more magnanimous than me, if, we lose, if I get it wrong. That means it's on you, so that's kind of all right this with me. This is the good stuff. This is why, <laughs> yeah. this is why I invented the game. Well, that, so you're going lower? Because I don't think I can take it. If Can I just get an answer from you guys? Yes, all yeah. right. You're going lower? Going lower. Okay. Shit. Forgive me. No. Clearly they need help. I just wanted to hear Charlie Austin. I don't want to talk about, talk about Charlie. Um, unfortunately, Kate, um, or perhaps fortunately for the narrative from where I'm sitting, um, 
Jim was absolutely spot on. Loads more caps than William. Oh my God, um, I'm so sorry, mate. One of Germany's highest capped players with 92 caps. 92. I yeah. can assure... That's interesting, isn't it? How few few players outside of England seem to just have in the hundreds. Yeah, yeah I don't know how many... Um, I don't know who the... Uh, I, mean, I can check for you guys. I don't know who the, the leading cap um, winner is. But as has got to be up there, 92 is a lot of caps for, a, let's be honest, a very, very successful nation. Mm. Um, Lothar Mateus got 150. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, tell a lie. He's not even in the top 10 because um, uh, Tony Kroos and Thomas Muller are both joint 10th with 102. Wow. Well, that's Each. what I was thinking. Like, a lot of those ever-present dudes have got loads. Anyway, mm. um, my sincere apologies. But five is okay. It's you a didn't accept five it. Five not bad. But I just... To, it's better this way round. <laughs> she's saying that you don't have responsibility. That's what she's saying. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I'm more of a sulker even than you. There we go. Um, which you was I referring to there? Who knows? We don't Who know. Knows? All right. I felt I felt like we were on to something there. So what level was that? A goodly level of confidence, Luke? Would you say, or was that you? You said it was pushing over into overconfidence. Goodly no, level. Again, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> fine, sir. Again, she's lost her mind. Uh, player at the Porter's Lodge. This is how we speak. <laughs> Five um, players is a decent enough return, I think. I think you guys did okay. Uh, it was not. It's not as easy as it looks when you're in the studio. I think Andy would have done well on this one because he knows lots about international mm. football. Mm. I think Marcus probably would have done well. You picked the number. You got the category. You can hold your heads up high. You can leave the studio today with a decent performance. It's not a record breaker, but record breaking performances yeah. don't come along that often. We're so not going out with a speedboat. No, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You got your five. That's safe. Thanks for the support. I feel marginally better mm. now. Another way, if you want to make us feel better, guys at home, it is to support our Patreon. We have a special Euros preview live Q and A this Thursday over there. We are we'll be aiming to arm you with all you need to know about all the teams across the continent. Get over to Patreon.com/slash/footballramble and sign up for just five dollars a month to get involved if you would like. Yeah, make us you, happy. You should. There's lots of great extra stuff there. Um, bloody enjoyable. But absolutely do it. It's only five dollars a month. Yeah. What's that? What's that? A coffee? Yeah. I don't drink coffee. It must be a coffee. I did not know that. Just tea. How does that pass me by? Yeah. Well, on that bombshell, I think we need to get out of here mm-hmm. for some nice cooled beverages. Yeah. Uh good to see you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. See you again soon. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. Apparently not good to see me. But... <laughs> I still feel nervous about the repercussions of what just happened in Player Pods, right? Uh, Good to see you, listeners. On tomorrow, it's me, Jim's back, and Andy Brassel will be here. See you then. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 